Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Part 2 of The Frogs by Aristophanes. Translated by B.B. Rogers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Don't talk to me. I won't give up the chair. I say I am better in the art than he. You hear him, Aeschylus? Why don't you speak? He'll do the grand at first, the juggling trick he used to play in all his tragedies. Come, my fine fellow. Pray don't talk too big. I know the man. I've scanned him through and through. A savage-creating, stubborn-pulling fellow. Uncurbed, unfettered, uncontrolled of speech, unperiphrastic, bombastiloquent. Ha! Sayest thou so, child of the garden queen? And this to me, thou chattery babble collector, thou papa-creating rags and patches stitcher? Thou shalt abide it dearly. Pray. Be still, nor heed thy soul to fury, Aeschylus. Not till I've made you see the sort of man this cripple-maker is who crows so loudly. Bring out a Eve, a black-faced Eve, my boys. Here's a typhoon about to burst upon us. Thou picker-up of Cretan monodies, foisting thy tales of incest on the stage. Phobia, phobia. Most honoured Aeschylus, and you, my poor Euripides, begone if you are wise out of this pitiless hail, lest with some heady word he crack your skull and batter out your brainless telephus, and not with passion, Aeschylus, but calmly test and be tested. Tis not meet for poets to scold each other like two baking girls, but you go roaring like an oak on fire. I'm ready, I. I don't draw back one bit. I'll lash, or if he will let him lash first, the talk, the lays, the sinews of a play. I and my Peleus, I and Aeolus, and Meleager, I and Telephus. And what do you propose? Speak, Aeschylus. I could have wished to meet him otherwhere. We fight not here on equal terms. Why not? My poetry survived me. His died with him. He's got it here, all handy to recite. Howbeit, if so you wish it, so will have it. Oh, bring me fire, and bring me frankincense. I'll pray, or ever the clash of wits began, to judge the strife with high poetic skill. Meanwhile, invoke the muses with a song. 
O muses, the daughters divine of Zeus, the immaculate nine, who gaze from your mansions serene on intellects subtle and keen, who down to the tournament lists in bright polished wit they descend, with wrestling and turnings and twists in the battle of words to contend, O oh, come and behold what the two antagonist poets can do, whose mouths are the swiftest to teach grand language and filings of speech, for now of their wits is the sternest encounter commencing in earnest. Ye two, put up your prayers before ye start. Demeter, mistress, nourisher of my soul, oh, make me worthy of thy mystic rites. Now put on incense, you. Excuse me, no. My vows are paid to other gods than these. What? A new coinage of your own? Precisely. Pray then to them, those private gods of yours. Ether, my pasture, voluble rolling tongue, intelligent wit, and critic nostrils keen, oh well and neatly may I trounce his plays. We also are yearning from these to be learning some stately measure, some majestic grand movement telling of conflicts nigh. Now for battle arrayed they stand, tongues embittered and anger high. Each has got a venturesome will, each an eager and nimble mind. One will wield with artistic skill clear-cut phrases and wit refined, then the other with words defiant, stern and strong, like an angry giant laying on with uprooted trees, soon will scatter a world of these super-scholastic subtleties. Now then, commence your arguments, and mind you both display true wit, not metaphors not things which any fool could say as for myself good people all i'll tell you by and by my own poetic worth and claims but first of all i'll try to show how this portentous quack beguiled the silly fools whose tastes were nurtured ere he came in phrenicus schools he'd bring some single mourner on seated and veiled twould be achilles say or niobe the face you could not see an empty show of tragic woe who uttered not one thing tis true then in the chorus came and rattled off a string of four continuous lyric odes the mourner never stirred i liked it too i sometimes think that i those mutes prefer to all your chatterers nowadays because if you must know you were an ass an ass no doubt what made him do it though that was his quackery don't you see to set the audience guessing when niobe would speak meanwhile the drama was progressing the rascal how he took me in twas shameful was it not what makes you stamp and fidget so he's catching it so hot so when he had humbugged thus a while and now his wretched play was halfway through a dozen words great wild bull words he'd say fierce bugaboos with bristling crests and shaggy eyebrows too which not a soul could understand oh heavens be quiet do but not one single word was clear Hist, don't your teeth be gnashing twas all scamanders moated camps and griffin eagles flashing in the burnished copper on the shields chivalrous precipice high expressions hard to comprehend i by the powers and i full many a sleepless night have spent in anxious thought because i find the tawny cock-horse out what sort of bird it was 
It was a sign, you stupid dote, engraved the ships upon. Erexis, I supposed it was, Philoxenus's son. Now, really, should a cock be brought into a tragic play? You enemy of gods and men, what was your practice, pray? No cock-horse in my plays by Zeus, no goat-stag there you'll see, such figures as are blazoned forth in Median tapestry. When first I took the art from you, bloated and swollen, poor thing, with turgid gasconading words and heavy dieting, first I reduced and toned her down, and made her slim and neat with wordlets and with exercise and poultices of beet, and next a dose of chatter-juice distilled from books I gave her, and monodies she took with sharp sophisophon for flavour. I never used haphazard words, or plunged abruptly in, who entered first explained at large the drama's origin and source. Its source, I really trust, was better than your own. Then, from the very opening lines, no idleness was shown. The mistress talked with all her might, the servant talked as much, the master talked, the maiden talked, the beldame talked. For such an outrage was not death your due? No, by Apollo, no. That was my democratic way. Ha! Huh. Let the topic go. Your record is not there, my friend, particularly good. Then next I taught all these to speak. You did so, and I would that ere such mischief you had wrought, your very lungs had split. Canons of verse I introduced, and neatly chiselled wit, to look, to scan, to plot, to plan, to twist, to turn, to woo, on all to spy, in all to pry. You did, I say so too. I showed them scenes of common life, the things we know and see, where any blunder would at once by all detected be. I never blustered on, or took their breath and wits away by sinuses and memnons clad in terrible array, with bells upon their horses' heads the audience to dismay. Look at his pupils, look at mine, and there the contrast view. Uncouth Meganetus is his, and rough Formiceus too. Great long-beard lance and trumpet men, flesh terrors with the pine, but natty smart Theramenes and Clytophon are mine.